Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Log Talk Radio. night it's 8 30 p.m central standard time you're at the right place well for those of you live listeners you're at the right place i'm blog talk radio blogtalkradio.com slash larcher and lawrenson larcher's a little under the weather tonight we have somebody special here in the studio filling in uh, thank you so much if you're listening on iTunes. You can subscribe to us where it'll download every episode for free. Take us on the road with you in your car. We're also on the Stitcher radio app. It's so easy that even Al Larcher can handle using it. But for those of you who are listening to the podcast version, you can join in on the show because we record this podcast live every Wednesday, 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, where you can call in at 888-787-4827, 888-787-4827. As I said, Al Archer's out of the studio tonight. But you can send us your well wishes. Send them to him. He's under the weather. We're not sure what for. Very special guest joining me here in the studio. Saw it just the other night. In studio with us tonight is none other than Jason Ferrari. Jason, welcome to the show. Of course, let me. Thank you so much for stepping in tonight, brother. Of course. Uh, you came over to the studio. I've been here for a while. How how, how was that walk? <laughs> uh, brisk. <laughs> no, it was. Like I was saying when I came in here, man, it's, uh, we're all, I think we've lived here, we're used to the cold, but yeah, it's, it's bad, it was bad, it was, I got here a lot faster, I think you told me 810, I was here at 8 because of the yeah. speed. <laughs> no, I was happy to see you here earlier, uh, 810 was the one when, uh, before Al, uh, went down under the weather, Okay. which, uh, it, it's either a toothache or, uh, we do know that he did hit the personal trainer yesterday. Okay. Well, he may have hit him. Well, yeah, <laughs> him, her, we don't know who, he, who it, yeah. it was. I don't know. 
But uh, he's out. I hope he's doing well. He's really uh, not feeling well tonight. But uh, we got quite a bit to talk about. We're coming off of the heels of the great Chicago Bears. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And go Bears! And Jason, we should probably talk a little bit about that. Coach oh, Dicka, the number retirement. What would you think? That was, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, I kind of wish it was a different network, to be honest with you. ESPN likes to do all this pre-stuff, like almost too much of it. And then when it's happening, they have to interject and say so much of it. And then you get a little bit of it, him running off and then them talking again. Right. If it would have been a local team, right. I, I wish it would have been a local exactly. broadcast. It would have oh, been yeah. like Fox or even see our own guys do it. That would have been great. Oh, no, that would have been fantastic. Uh, but I don't, I don't think any NFL game does that over the television. Because no. they're all national. Right. Well, I mean, done by the national guys. Even if yeah. it is a regional broadcast on Fox. That being said, I, I wondered if, you know, if it had been on, let's say it was Sunday Night Football uh, in NBC, since Dick is on ESPN, maybe we actually got to see more of it. Because, of it. because a lot of times they skip over that, but probably not with a guy like Coach Mike Dick. If you're, yeah, if you're retiring Ditka, you know, the last guy to win the Super Bowl, one of the best Super Bowl teams ever, to be honest. I mean, I don't care if, you know, people call me a meatball for that. Go back and watch. It's true. Yeah, just rewatch <laughs> the game. But, I mean, the guy's such an icon. He's, it's a good story. He's a Pro Bowl tight end, first exactly. Pro Bowl tight end, and then he goes into, you know, and then he wins a Super Bowl for the same team. You know, and then he works for ESPN. I mean, obviously, everything just kind of lined up really yeah. well for this. Well, a Pro Bowl tight end, yeah, but uh, also I mean, he changed the position. Uh, he, he transcended it. When he came into the league, the tight end was basically an extra blocker, right? right? And they threw it to him sometimes. I, I think it, it almost seems to be kind of like you know when you, you throw in the, the lineman and you make him an eligible receiver as a tight end. Right. I think it was used almost that little before that. I mean, I like how modest he is about it, too. Because they kept asking him about asking him about it, and he said, you know, basically in 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 college, I caught a lot of passes, but I mostly was a blocker. Yep. He said he played more and was known more for his defensive line play, which he thought he was going to get drafted as. That's right, because he went to Pitt. That's where he right. got the name Iron Mike. Right? Exactly, yeah. and uh, he said that the offensive scheme is kind of what helped him because they decided to open him up just based on how well he could catch. Yeah, and then obviously his talent just. <laughs> it just really changed everything. Uh, four seasons with the Bears. Uh, he said his first one, uh, Hallis was paying him uh, twelve grand, yep, with but, a, he, but he got a $6,000 bonus, yeah. so that was up to eighteen. So the second year, Hallis said, well, I'm going to give you eighteen, And he went in and said, or he, he said he wanted to raise from 18 is what you gave me last well, year. He said Hallis, he was going to give him 14. Yeah. He said, he you, said made, you gave me 18 last year. You made 12 last year. No, you made 18. So yeah. then he said he pulled. Which is kind of funny because I heard this about Hallis. It sounds like the way he described it is Hallis already had a contract in his desk yeah. and pulled it out, and it was a contract for 18. And Dick was like, all right, because <laughs> he figured if he would have complained anymore, he probably would have been stuck with 14. Yeah. Again, if you're just tuning in, thanks so much. Uh, Jason Ferrari sitting in for the, uh, the injured Al Archer. Uh, we're not quite sure on how he's doing. We will make that announcement tomorrow, whether he'll be ready for, the, for next week. Uh, he has been cleared to practice, though. He's fully cleared to practice. <laughs> he's, yeah. He's on the injury report. Yeah. There's, well, you know, what I mean. yeah. you know what I'm bringing up there, because today Cutler was fully cleared to I, take a... Oh, I get the segue. Full participation. Yeah, I don't know why I called it out. <laughs> We've been breaking the fourth wall a lot around here uh, since the last time you've been on. It's been a, it's been a season. You were, you were on last season here in the studio. A couple times, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is the first time we've 
worked it out to uh I think you were gone on a trip uh to uh Jamaica. No, where Dominican was that? Republic Antarctica. last year. No, 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 oh, this wait. year. This year? Yeah, a couple of weeks back. You uh you I don't went know to where, uh, where have I been? It might be easy to forget it. Uh I don't even know. I don't know you, what you I've been You were in doing. Europe, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was in Amsterdam. <laughs> See, it's easy to forget something like that. It is. You're the Jamaica. Yeah. yeah, well, I know. They both have weed. It's so, easy yeah. to forget <laughs> when, with weather like this. How about True. that? Yeah. It is. So anyway, today, um, Cutler giving the full treatment, of course, the, the big talk around. And I, I think that it's being talked about over we're, – we're, we're concentrating too hard on the quarterback position right now. Uh, talking about it, bringing it up, because – what. To me, and, and, you know, Jason, feel free to jump in and tell me. To me, it's, uh, it's more about, right now, the, the defense. We, we, we have other issues at hand that we need to take care of. If our quarterback is going out there and throwing for 350 yards, um, he, he's getting the job done, whether it's the backup, whether it's Cutler, whoever it is. And I'll get to my opinion on that, it, it, and I might be leading you astray here. But my thing is, the bigger issue at hand is still the defense and the defensive line. The linebackers are a bit young. Uh, what's going on in the backfield? What, what are you seeing there? Um, you know what? With regards to the defense, even when we're playing extremely well, I think um, we were fortunate enough to have Erlacher and Briggs next to each other, so they made up for the deficiencies on the defensive line Yes. if we weren't getting any kind of pressure. But now... I mean, so you've got someone who analyzes football for a living. You've got someone who I'd like to put you and I into the, into the boat of who actually pay attention, understand the sport, and read and learn. Right. And then people who just watch. That's fine. I'm not saying anybody should be an expert. I, I love the fan who just watches. Yes. Uh, well, you know, but you should learn as you watch. And some of them are just completely oblivious. But right. my point is, so if we, if we go from the front, uh, no, the, the line backwards. Mm-hmm. And I think the first thing that everyone's talking about on the line is Peppers and how he has been playing well. He's had some good games. Right. Uh, but I don't know if people really understand that. And it's not – you can't just say injuries, injuries. I mean, that's a big part of it. Right. But the key injury is Melton. Melton kept blockers off of him last year. I, I, I couldn't argue against that. <laughs> now he's playing yeah. triple team. He's yeah. being triple teamed yeah. and chipped by a tight end. Oh, most definitely. So – I, I mean, because do they really have to block the guys in the middle? I don't know who they are. What's his age? Peppers? 33, 34? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean, obviously there aren't too many years left, however right. many there are. But you, you see flashes still yep. at times. And if, if you had a guy like Melton in there, he went down first, and then who, who was the next man up the next week he went down? Uh, um, Nate Collins. Yeah, Nate Collins. Uh, which, I mean, they were already, when Melton, you know, there was, a, there was an issue at hand with... Uh, with depth at the position already, and then Melton goes down, and then you're just lost. You know, I think, okay, so as we move inside, I mean, they're, they've been... Move on inside. Uh, Ratliff? Paya? Yeah, what do you think about Ratliff? I, I mean, on? okay, so he played 23 snaps, I believe, two weeks ago. First game back. Yeah, and 42 this week. Okay. And if you saw any of that, you can go to the... I noticed it, and I couldn't... I just wanted to make sure it was him. He's number 96, so like... Okay. AB's old number. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but he did like a pregame speech to the line. Really? Just yelling and going. I was like, that's, that's I like what I'm seeing talking that. about. Because I do like seeing just, that. And even um, Tucker and Tressman have both said that he's, you can tell this guy's presence in the locker room. Uh-huh. And it's kind of nice. I think that what we've seen a lot of, and that, this is a little bit of a sidebar, but what we've seen a lot of, in, even under Lovey, but under Tressman, yeah. people 
are coming here, and it seems like they're humbled. They get focused, and they shut up and play because this guy's listed as a problem. Anyone who's been listed as a problem, have we had any problems this year? No. None. I haven't seen it. Yeah. At all. I mean, well, there's been problems. Well, on the field. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. No, no, uh, no off-the-field distractions. Fair enough. Except for, like, preseason, but those guys aren't even on the team anymore. So, so uh, Radliff's second game back. Uh, yeah. You know, I remember seeing that the Bears hadn't been interested in him, and then they, they started hearing some opinions from people saying that, yeah, he, he can make a full recovery and come back. Talk to any, uh, any Dallas people. I, I got a couple guys, a uh, buddy of mine running a podcast down at DePaul. He's actually a, a big Dallas guy as well. Says that uh, Ratliff doesn't, it doesn't sit well with Dallas right now. Like, no. Jones is not happy. Jones said he should be on the team. He should like be on the interview. He got interviewed, I think, yesterday and said that. Like, I don't know why he's not. I was like, well, because you're the general manager and you suck. I guess the thought is that he had kind of promised that he'd, he'd stick around. You know, he, he'd become a free agent when he was hurt. And he right. said, well, I'll give you first crack at it. But then he kind of Well, he had a groin of... thing, and I don't think they were giving him any love. And he yeah. said, fine. Walked yeah. away. There you go. What I, what I was thinking is, you know, I mean, and th- there always is that, right? But when you have such a problem in the interior of the line like we do, why wouldn't you bring the guy in? Yeah. And I know that people are saying, like, we can't throw him in right away, which we didn't, because no. he hasn't played in a year, so he's not in game shape. Right. Yeah, but you know what else? He hasn't played in a year. Right. He's healthy. He's got the wheels under him because okay. he hasn't yeah. taken a full season beating. I well, mean, once he gets back in shape, which it looks like he's pretty close, he's jacked right now, man. Like, he looks like he's ready to go. It, that could kind of remind me of when Erlacher went down with the arm injury out for the season. Right. Came back the next year, and he, he did pretty, all right that year, yep. that, the year before last. He, he had a pretty... Pretty good year for his age. Um, we'll stick to the line right now, okay. of course. Uh, so, Pia. 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 I don't, yeah. See, you told me no mispronouncing of names no, without larger here. Like, Stephen Pia. No, Stephen Pia. Pia. Oh, man. So, he's had flashes of, <laughs> of good and bad, but I think he also was positively affected by Melton's ability to absorb blockers. Uh-huh. So... I mean, you can't really say that Peppers is exposed. He's just a little bit older, and he's taken a lot more heat than he's used to. Pia is a third-year player who, you know, reaped the benefits of someone good next to him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I'll, now think of him. He's got an additional problem. So, you know, he's trying to work with people he doesn't know. There, I mean, there's no line familiarity. They're just constantly rotating people in and out. Uh-huh. I feel like our best defensive lineman all year long so far has been this is so insane to say, but uh our our fine gentleman from Northwestern, Mr. Corey Wooten, has been best against the run and getting the most pressure uh on quarterbacks. But you've got Paya standing next to Shea. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. he he sucks against the run. That's there's no other way about it. Around it. Right, we're talking about Shea? Yeah. So Yeah. Um, I don't, and I don't know what to say about him. You can't, I can't, I can't call anyone that we've drafted a bust like yet, especially with this line. I don't well, know what he's expected. If, to if do. you talk to my partner Larcher there, <laughs> yeah, uh, Shea has already made his due, and uh, we can we can go ahead and credit him as being a fine bear because of uh, what he did up in Green Bay. That's what Larcher says. Right. He says you can now say that Emery's drafts are perfect now, but yeah, that's not the real deal. Uh, I, I did feel bad for him because he, he defensive player of the week. Uh, in that game against Detroit, he ended up with three sacks that night total. Right. Um, obviously not against the run, but then he was injured, got injured first practice after that. And when he came back, it was against St. Louis, and they just took it to him. 
It looked like they did nothing but plan to take it to him, and they did. He made mistakes that, that you see them preach at the high school level. And, you know, that, that's all that I've played. I've never tried to say that I'm more than a high school football player. I, right. You know, but pardon me. Uh, but, you know, the, the first rule of the defensive end is to contain, like to, to go straight ahead. And on that reverse, now it was a pretty sweet play with a pretty great athlete in yeah. Austin. But, I mean, he was just totally had cut in on that. And they kept going at him. And that's, that's why the Bears lost the game, to be honest. Well, they're having contained problems all over the place, at all 11 spots. But yeah. the problem is now, because there's no synergy on the line, because A, they're not used to each other, B, they're uh-huh. not the starters, and these are scraps. That Landon Cohen guy, I don't think he was on anyone's team, and he's been starting. Yeah. So I, I think Tucker had him in Jacksonville, and that's, that's kind of why he's in, based on you know, his familiarity with him. But these guys are all doing one-on-ones. I mean, in... Or, or they're getting tripled on one side, and I, and then you're getting poor linebacker play. It's just yeah. it's collapsing from the front and then going back. So, you know that's <laughs> that's a problem. You know, and I think until we fix that, uh, and I think what we we'll go, we can go into possible fixes later. But you know, we might as well address yeah. now. Go backwards. Yeah, you know, you've got we'll two back. again. We're sitting in with uh, Jason Ferrari tonight. Al Larcher is out. Sorry, just wanted to give oh, you your due. Cool man. Uh, it's Clark Lawrence in here, the Lawrence in half of Larcher and Lawrence, and uh, Jason Ferrari is here talking some Bears defense currently. And we'll how, go back to the linebackers. Do you, you want to hold up on the linebackers or something? We got a call. Call, cool. We got a call from uh, John. John in the seven seven three who wants to talk. Uh, concussions at this time. So we'll go to that call. Uh, Hello? Hey, John, you're here with the 773 number. How are you handling the cold? Oh, it is very bad outside. I, I just drive around. I keep the heat on very high. I want to be comfortable. Well, I'm, 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 gl- I'm, I'm glad to hear that, John. Uh, what, 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 you want to talk about concussions? <laughs> yes. I am a doctor at Northwestern University, and I have been studying what, what this are you, topic what are you, for very... What is your specialty over there at Northwestern University? Neurolics. What's that? Neurolics. Neurolics. Okay, the neurolics uh, doctor over at Northwestern University, John. And what would you like to say? Okay. We need to stop this football immediately. They need this is barbaric. It is torturous. They are making mockery of civilization every time they step on the uh, the uh, the uh, field. Hello. Okay. So that that's your call, sir. Well, well I do I do not agree. We need to get rid of football. Just get rid of it altogether because if you notice the game, they're actually making a lot of changes in the games. You're no longer allowed to hit near the head, so a lot of guys are hitting down towards the knees, and there tends to be a lot more ACL injuries this year. What do your colleagues who, uh, who handle the knee area think of that? Neolix. Okay, hold on one second. Let me get the knee doctor. From Neolix to Neolix? Thanks, Ferrari. Where, yeah, where Hello? is the knee doctor? Yeah. Hello. Hey. Hi. Who, who's this? Are you a friend of John? This is Dr. Neil. Oh, Dr. Neal, of course. Dr. Neal. Dr. Neil, the knee doctor. Well, could you tell me a little bit about knees, sir? They're located on your legs. What more do you want to know? 
You know what? For a guy who's sick, Al Larcher, you sound like you're doing just fine, sir. Huh? You, you sound like you're doing just fine, sir. Well, you know what? It's it's uh, it's. I, I had a toothache and I took some medicine and I feel a little better now. It it sounds like what what was your medicine it's of choice? Fine medicine. Well, I mean, I can't go into details over these airwaves because. I don't know who's listening. I don't know if government agencies are frequenting these lines. I don't know, you know. Uh, no, I, I took a pill, like a pain pill for my tooth, and, uh, you know, and uh, I, I don't know. What else? Well, I'm glad that you're feeling better. I'll, I'll tell you that much. Um, the great Al Larcher, of course, our, our comedy group, Comedy Accident, we, uh, I got to tell the guys, because that character that you were doing was absolutely perfect. Uh, the best that I've ever heard over the radio. Thank you for, for joining well, us. Well, thank you. Thank Seriously, you, what, you, do know, you what do you think of this cold weather? I know you got your new, your, new, your new space over there. Are you staying warm in the new space? Yeah, I'm doing all, Yeah, okay. I mean, I got three space heaters on, and it's still, I got the long johns on, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in a depressive huddle underneath some blankets, but, you know. Do you I'm live near now, a fire department? Land. Yeah, yeah, I know. And, uh, but one of the uh, one of the heaters looks like a fire, so it makes me more conscious of it. So I'm, is that I'm the a, Amish one? That is actually brilliant. That. Did they make the space heater look like a fire? That, that's yeah, a, that's a, fire a fine thing. idea. It's good for the ladies. Yeah. Wow. I can really go for some ice cream though. Even though it's this cold out, all I'm thinking about is I'm right by Susie's. I can go get a couple shakes and just you know feel better. Well, you could go get a couple of those and stay outside the whole time. Nothing's going to melt today. You're going to be just fine with that. Yeah, but it wouldn't be enjoyable. Hey, listen, before, when we get talking about this cold, let's talk about the real issue. Let's talk about, about the cold issue that everybody is talking about. Let's talk about. Let's talk about Dicka Day, okay? It is by far the greatest holiday, and this Obama guy has done nothing for Illinois. He's done nothing for Chicago. The roots where he came, all he did was fire his chief of staff and send that ignorant prick here to give me tickets. Okay, that's wow. all this guy has done for Chicago. It's now time. We work too hard as Americans. We work too hard as a society. We work too hard as people. We need to be given back to. And that's what Obama Day, I'm sorry, Dicka Day could be for all of us. It's right after that dopey November where people walk around with their facial hair. They could trim it down, get a mustache going. Everybody will get off of work that day. We'll make sure there's football on. And then people go outside and they grill sausages outside in the cold. We'll make sure it's <laughs> yeah. the first week in the summer. And then okay. it'll be a nice dude holiday, you know? Dick a day. Number 89, the cold, my dicker. Well, right there. No, I think it's a great I am so on board with that plan. <laughs> Uh, speaking of that plan, uh, hey, Al, you know Jason Ferrari stopped in uh, to the studios tonight. It's been a year since we've had him here. Uh, he recently, uh Jason Ferrari, remember? It has been a year. Jason Ferrari. It's been a year since he's been in the studio. It was last season. No, it was. It hasn't been a year. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Uh, am I wrong? I've in called that? in, but I haven't been in here since last. The last time I walked over here was freezing. And that was, so that would have been last year. Well, well yeah. did you, weren't you weren't you on the show the night before I had my uh, surgery? Yeah, when was that? Yeah, that was in January. Yeah, that was like March. Uh, that was in March. Yeah, it was. I, oh, I might have been in here talking about yeah, the draft. Maybe we were a a, a pre-draft, oh, oh. probably. 
Yeah. Well done, sir. So, nice job. I'm I'm very proud of you. Close to a year. By the way, doesn't George McCaskey sound like Howard Dean when he totally got botched that speech? It it was the most so awkward. It was the most Chicago Jersey retirement of all time. Just him out there talking. Scream. Why was he screaming? I don't know. He had a microphone. He had a microphone. It was cold, was that man. You scream when you get excited and cold. Maybe we should talk about uh, about Coach there. Uh, what did you think of his speech, Al? It was very cold. Yes, it was. Hey, Al, while we got you on the line, um, you know, you have all of your celebrity drops from Randy Travis and whatnot. I, of course, have a, oh, by the, you know. What's that? By the way, Clark, I did watch... Uh, I, uh, I, I, <laughs> sorry, Lauren. I just, I watched the Garth Brooks special. Uh, oh, yes. And, you know, he prays, he, he lays all that praise on Randy Travis. I forgot how great Randy Travis is. No, he did. And, and it's, I think he laid it on with a, with good thought there. What do you think? It's official. Garth is going to be touring next year. I'm excited, man. You yeah. know what, though? Before you get to your celebrity job or whatever bit you're going into here, let me just say something about the Bears. <laughs> Go ahead. The playoffs have begun, my friend. We are in. We are in, and we all we have to do is listen. There's not a doubt in my mind Detroit's going to lose this week. They're going to drop this game to Baltimore. We're going to Baltimore. go ahead. We're going to win how, against how the many confidence the points? How many, how many confidence points are you putting on Baltimore, partner? I'll put 15. I'm sure of it. 15. declaration. It's not your top. It's not your number one, your, your, your best, but it's second best as far as confidence points. Well, my number one is the Bears are going to beat Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. No, that's Okay, so you see, what, you see what happens here? Now the Bears are a game up. We, we, we're in. We're number one. We're in first. Lions are a game back. Of course, they have the tiebreaker. Now we go into the, the game that decides everything. It is a playoff game. It's, it's freaking who, – who are we playing again? Uh, the Cleveland Browns. No, no, no. We're, we've already beaten the Browns. Then we'll go to the Eagles, okay? Yeah, that, yeah, that is a playoff game right there. That is a legitimate game. And if Jay yeah. Cutler's our quarterback, if Jay Cutler's the man, and damn it, he should be if he's ready to play, he's going to go out there, and now he wants to get a contract. He's going to play playoff football against the Philadelphia Eagles, which we may or may not be able to beat. If we could beat them, Bam, we have confidence going in against Green Bay, and once again, it's another playoff game. Do At or home. die, winner goes in the playoffs. It's right Do there. Or die. The, stage is, the stage is set, my friends. Yeah, I, I'm i with you on that. The uh, That game, that Sunday game against the Eagles, is going into primetime for, for good reason, Al. And if you have us getting the win this week, and you have Baltimore with the win, you're telling me that we have a one-game lead, and it, it's more like a half-game lead at that point because you, you can't give up we any to, ground to the Lions. Exactly. We have. We have. We then have the mental. The, we've then beaten the Lions mentally. With three games left, out of nowhere, we've again snatched the lead when they should have already destroyed us. So now yeah. it's a mind game. And the Lions are bound to drop another one. They got a, the Giants, I think, are after uh, they lose to Baltimore. It's, all of a sudden, it's in their head that they're dropping this thing. The Giants could be a mighty tough team. I don't know why people are so down on us not getting in the playoffs. Who else they got after that? Uh, they, they and then have, they got the Lions. The Vikings. Have, 
division yeah. games to end the year. By the way, yeah, which oh, okay. I, we might actually get flexed. Uh, to gr- the Green Bay game might get flexed too. I think it could. Yeah. Um, are who who else would be in the running for that, that that you could think of? What's the game right now? Does anyone know? I have no idea. The Sunday night oh, game. The night game? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. We'll we'll get the intern on that one here in a second, but uh, yeah, no, it very well could. If it's coming out of the final game of the season, there's no doubt about it. It could. Damn right. What are you doing over there? Josh, sounds like chopping wood. <laughs> yeah. Trying to stay warm? Listen, a man's got to do what a man's got to do. Kind of so cold it was a cold day it's yesterday, Al. It was a cold day. Yeah. But guess who I ran into again? I ran into my, my good father. friend. Nope. I ran into my good friend, the CTA guy. And what I asked him was, yeah. I said, I, I asked him two questions. I said, Okay. If it comes down to it and you had to make a choice, with your bodies of water, would you choose an ocean or a lake? I said, yeah. would you choose an ocean or a lake? And then after uh, that, I said, I said, well, my friend, before I get to that, I want to ask you, who's the better co-host or who's the better host on the Larcher and Lawrenson show? And what I said was, I said, is it Al or is it Clark? Okay. I said, is it Al or is it Clark? And then I said, do you choose a river? Or do you choose an ocean, or do you choose a lake? Here's the okay, thing. I get the set up. Wait, one Martin more time. Lake. Does he Martin have a cold? Lake. Yeah, I think he has a cold. I think. That does you not sound like this. That sounds like Clark and Lake. Number 89, the cold, my sister. Yee! Clark and Lake. And we're going to Cleveland. Yeah, it was great to hear him sound so great. And he brought up, you know, of course, his grandfather and then he brought up his mother. And I as much as like we give the McCaskies hell here in Chicago, uh, as we have, I thought it was a fantastic retirement ceremony. I don't mind. That was one of the McCaskies. Yeah, it's yeah, that was Grant George McCaskey. Except he's oh, I he has that was one of the Walter E. Smith dopes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it, it, they, they work for the same company. Walter yeah, they, E. Smith. Hey, Larcher. Yeah, I want to I want to talk about a play in the game. Actually, uh, we'll go ahead and go ahead. I I got the ESPN feed from uh, Mike Tirico and John Gruden here. Uh, take a quick listen. Here's the play. And try to add to these stats now. No timeouts here. The Bears have brought in Evan Britton, who is an extra offensive lineman. He's reported eligible, but they'll max protect and send three receivers out, plus Forte, perhaps. 17 seconds left. We'll have a timeout. McCown steps up. End zone shot for Jeffrey. Go get it. He got oh, he's it. got it. And there it is. The play with, uh, I think there was 10 seconds left in the half after that play. Al Archer? Greatest receiver in Bears history. Wow. Wow. What about the guy lining up on the other side of the ball, my friend? Who, Sid Rockman? Uh, I'm talking about receivers. The guy, number 15. 
Brandon Marshall? Yeah. Yeah, he's good. He's a good player. No. I credit Marshall for all this. Marshall took Alshon Jeffrey under his wing. He trained him all summer and developed him into an amazing and elite receiver. Now, how is it exciting? Hold on a second. What? Never in my what? lifetime have I seen this. You know? No, we have I... the two best receivers right now in football. I mean, you know, there's guys that are better individually, but we have the best duo of receivers in football. That's amazing. And you want to talk about uh, our backup quarterback all you want? Well, he's playing with the two best receivers in football. Let's get Cutler back out there. Let's get our playoffs going this week, and let's win out. Okay. Uh, it, all, all signs are pointing in that direction now. Um, well, not really, but... Well, no, they mentioned today that uh, that he is cleared, full, fully cleared for practice today. And it sounds like as long as there wasn't a setback, as Ferrari and I were talking about earlier, um, it sounds like he's going to be good to go and will most likely be starting on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, there's a practice tomorrow. They're going to see how he practices because they, they didn't practice today because they played Monday. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Al, I, hey, what, I think he's what playing. Ferrari think of that? What do you think of the whole, uh, do you think he should be starting? Um. Man. Oh, we haven't brought that up. It's like a yeah. It's I'm glad you said that. It's it's. it's I don't want to say it's a hard call to make because Cutler is the starter. It's just there's a there's a compelling argument because the backup has he's got the third best quarterback rating in the entire NFL behind Peyton Manning and Nick Foles, who we're going to be playing when we play Philly. So, I, I mean, he is the hot hand, but I think you play Cutler. Honestly, if Cutler's ready to play, I don't think you play him against crappy Cleveland. I think you save Cutler until Philly. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I agree with everything you say except that because I do think, like I said, I think Philly is a playoff game, and I want Cutler back one game before the playoffs. Yeah. You know, I, I, just, wanna, I hope let's we don't sure rush it move, let's, let's not find out he can't play going into Philly. Let's find out two quarters into the Cleveland game, and we can put McCown back in there to, uh, you know, work his in- magic of not screwing up. And you got to you got to see this. Uh, Josh McCown was the quarterback against losses to the St. Louis Rams and the Minnesota Vikings. Now, obviously, we're not putting those on his shoulders. He threw for over three hundred game or three hundred yards in both of those games. You might want to take note to that, L. Archer, based on our stake bet. Uh, he he did yeah. throw for that there, uh, just as he threw for what three fifty? Is that what he ended up with? About three fifty with five total touchdowns the other night. Five TDs and one rushing. I don't know. Five four TDs and one rushing. My general thought is that. The playoffs, yeah, they can happen. But the quarterback position, as of right now, I don't think that's going to make or break it. I think it's, it's going to come down to how well the defense, defense can keep the other team from scoring as many as our offense. Now, I don't know. After, after watching Monday night, I mean, I, see, I saw an offense that was clicking on all cylinders. If that offense can click yes. on all cylinders and you've got a dangerous deep ball, now you got not only the slot, but you got deep, and you got outside, and you're running inside, and you got the tight end. I mean, if it played like it played Monday night, it is about the offense. Who cares about the defense? We can Fair enough. Uh, if the, if the Bears lose to Cleveland, the playoffs hope your playoff hopes are gone, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So my thought is here: let's play the guy who's not a thirty going to be a 35-year-old journeyman next season. Let's play the other guy and see what he has. Let's see what comes. Yep. Not, not to mention that I think he's the better, the better quarterback. That I, well, you know he is. 
But I think you play him. He, let's see how much money we're going to give the guy for next season. And that's the talk right now. If anything. With, with as much as we have to fix the defense, with as much as we have to do these things, how much money are you going to pay your starting quarterback in the Mark Tressman offense? Yeah. I would pay him a lot. I'm still, I'm still with him. Yeah, it wasn't rhetorical, Al. I don't know. How, how much do you allot to the starting quarterback? Are you going to give Cutler $12 million and will he take that? I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't give him the value of the franchise tag. No way in hell. You wouldn't franchise him? 16? Oh, I, no, I'd probably franchise him to try and negotiate. Right. But I would not give Jay Cutler $16 million next season. Yeah, There's no way. Look at what Trustman has done with a 34-year-old guy who hasn't really done much else. Who was out of the league. can't do that with – hold he, on. He was a high school football coach. Jordan Palmer and the other guys that came in when we didn't have enough quarterbacks to play. Right. You honestly think he can't make a stud draft pick play well? Don't give Cutler that. I wouldn't How about give him... this? If McCown had gone down the other night, I think Jordan Palmer could have come in and done an all right job. Look who he's throwing to. Exactly. And, and the offensive line, which we haven't really mentioned at all. Without that, none of this is happening. Let me get, when, I, when I hear of Tressman, I hear of the great quarterbacks he's worked with. All of them were old, including when he was in Canada. His quarterback was like 60 years old. 75. How many young guys has he really developed? Uh, yeah, I, I guess he's not known for being a developer. He's the guy who brings the older guy back into his realm. Is that how it is? I don't know. I really don't. I'm asking, I don't think we. But I think so. I don't know that he's. I don't think we know at all. But I'm willing to take that shot. They need a young guy in there, regardless. Well, Jay Cutler's thirty years old. Yeah, they need he's they need young. a young guy in there, regardless. And, and yeah, and Palmer's like twenty eight. R- regardless, where, do you draft a quarterback somewhere next year? Are, yeah. are, are they there? Absolutely. Yeah, but I, it's not a Cutler's my priority, not that draft pick. But I agree, we need to get a quarterback in the draft. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, how, how much money are you... Uh, you're not signing McCown, right? I mean, would you, at, for any reason, sign him to be your starting quarterback next year? Either one if, of you. O- only if, if Cutler walks and we draft someone. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because who better to who? I mean, the guy's not going to lose you games, and who better for this kid to learn from than someone who has work ethic, who's basically a coach on the field? Give us a call. Talk about this if you'd like to. Eight 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 seven eight seven four eight two seven. We're here live. Uh, I noticed we got a couple guys who have joined in the chat room. Hello to guest one zero three three four. Guest one zero eight. I like the last two digits. Yeah, thirty four. What was the last two digits? Four. Thirty four. Thirty four. Oh, a little Walter. Yeah, sure. There you go. Uh, yeah, I mean, the McCown backers have been saying that the whole time, uh, and that's their thought. Uh, my thing is, Mark Tressman and the rest of the team, they have never hinted. Mark Tressman, you got Mark Tressman as the head coach, Jay Cutler the starting quarterback, and Josh McCown as the backup. You ask any one of the three who the starting quarterback is, and it's Jay Cutler. And the players, too. You ask any one of the three who the backup quarterback is, and it's, it's Josh McCown. Here, let, let's hear from our trustman. This was the night after the game. No, there, there's no change in the plan. Um, you know, we'll see what Jay is this week. Uh, he'll be under, you know, he'll have to be released by the doctors. And, and uh, when Jay's ready to play, he'll be playing. There you go. You, you heard it from him. And never once have they deviated from that fact. And it seems like they're all on the same page. Yeah. Are, are you 
Are you at a football game right now? Who, me? Or are you walking in traffic? <laughs> no, I'm standing in my window. I got the window open. I'm looking outside. There's a oh, weird guy. There's a good view out there. No, this is like by my door, though. This is like the back window into the alley. L. Archer, I think what the alcoholics want to know, and even the Clark bars, they want to know, um, we understand that yesterday you, uh, you had a meeting with a, with a personal trainer. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Tommy, and, today, and I'm not a, his name was Tommy, and I'm not 100% sure it wasn't Tommy Harris. Today, you're staying at home and staring out your window. Last yes. night, your personal trainer was Tommy Harris. How bad are you hurting today that you couldn't make it to the studio? Dude, I'm sore, man. I am, you know. Hey, listen, I also got the blues, you know, fighting depression and life's going on. But, uh, you know, I am pretty sore. I, like, I was doing squats. I, didn't, I forgot what squats were. Ooh, you're going to be sore for about a week. Hey, you know it, they it, give you, like, a massage when it's all over with? Yeah. I didn't know that was coming. That was a little weird. Wait, yep. the actual trainer gave they, you a massage? Yeah, they stretch you out. Yeah. You got a massage from Tommy Harris last night. I, I did, yeah. He, the mighty he told me to school. <laughs> you're, you're going to export up there on uh, Elston, right? Yeah, yeah, I am. That's the one with the gigantic export sign on the outside. I've seen it a few times up there. <laughs> so uh, if you want to work out with Tommy Harris and the great Al Archer, head on over to that export up in Elston. This uh, Tonight's show is brought to you by... Uh, the Elston export. Your prize is giving Al the post-workout massage. Thank you. I would love You're that. welcome. Any, any, any time. Um, yeah, I guess that used to be an old, that was like an old, that was the old school Chicago, like, bodybuilders, Jim. That was like where all the bodybuilders went. Okay, before it became an export? Right. But yeah, it yeah, still yeah. has that culture there, so it's like, the, oh, okay. there's still, it has the largest free weight floor in the city. No matter how bad you felt today, uh, tomorrow your first step out of bed is going to be about five times worse <laughs> yeah, than it was today, Al. Second day is brutal. Why are you telling me this? Just Prepare give me yourself. a fair warning. Like maybe stare out the window a little longer than you would have normally. Sleep standing up. So I'm like Derek Rose now. It's like it's just every day is going to get worse. Yeah. Wait. Hang on a minute. This just in. This just in. Hang on. Hang on. Wait. Wait for it. Wait. Wait till I find it. Al Larcher is at Al Larcher is at fifty-two percent. Yeah, fifty-two. That's good. That's yeah. about right. All right. Well, hey, before you called, Al uh, Ferrari and I were talking about the defense. We pretty much talked about the defensive line, and I would really like to get into the uh, the linebacking the linebacking situation. The line. I bet yeah. you would, asshole. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, well, what it comes down to is, you, you got a couple, you got a couple rookies out there. Is Green a rookie? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Bostic, Bostic's been exposed. Um, everyone thought that when Williams went down, when DJ Williams went down, that Bostic coming in would be a, an improvement. When Williams is down, I, I got worried about the depth of the linebacker position and the, and the, the veteran leadership that's out there. Because obviously, and, and if you want to talk meathead fan, they're going to be saying, we miss Erlacher. And they, want, they think that Erlacher could dress right now. 
And come out and help us. Oh, every blog is he coming back? And you can see the writers are like, "What?" I just I don't know why they post the questions. Like, come on. Uh, I, it doesn't look like Briggs is playing this week. No, no. Is he? Is he playing again? I think he'll play this season. Yeah. Uh, well, it depends. If we if if he comes back against oh. Philly, but if we 55. lose to the Browns, I don't know if he does. I mean, do you want to risk Briggs if you have zero chance of making the playoffs? No. Uh, no. No. So I guess it, we beat the Browns, then he comes back for Philly. If he's good to go, he's I, don't, to I go. hope so. Yeah. That's a big-ass game. Yep. Uh, today, Tressman said uh, he, he's optimistic about Cutler. He did say that. Not so much about Briggs. So that's how it is. I watched a little bit of his show. Briggs has that show on Comcast Sportsnet. And uh, he tried to, tried to play it coy, but you could tell. Basically, he's not playing. Yeah. What I like about this regime is that they're not into just handing – like, as much as Tressman says everything that's on his mind and, and he speaks it and you listen to him and it sounds intelligent, so you buy into a lot of what he says, yep. they're still good at sticking to what they do and they're not going to tip their hat at it, which is why I still don't know for sure if Cutler is ready or not. It, it's sounding that way a little bit. He sounded like oh. on his show he was – he's that? ready to go. Who did? Cutler. This is the first time he didn't say, hold on a second, this is a little yeah. bit more serious than you but guys think. Cutler wasn't on his show last week. Right, you know, um, call in. Oh, did Sorry. he call yeah. in? I, I didn't even hear it. He yeah. called in? There's an article on uh, Bleacher Report. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds good. There's some yeah, really I got the vibe he started. My sources at uh, McCaskey Hall, or uh, Alice Hall, they're telling oh. me that uh, he's playing. If you start calling that McCaskey Hall, somebody's going to burn the place down. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> don't, don't. <laughs> do not go that route. Jesus. Uh, well, maybe he would be allowed in. Maybe we wouldn't stop at the gates of McCaskey Hall and just wait and sit there because of a fireworks in the car. <laughs> the, uh, the 4th of July, we went up to Lake Bluff, and... We drove by McCaskey. Oh, no. We, yeah, oh, Look no. what you've done. We, we, we drove over to Lake Forest and drove by uh, Hallis Hall. And sure enough, we had some fireworks in the car, and I didn't want to drive past the security lane. We're driving in my 97 Saturn. Eh, anyway, that, eh, that's beyond the point. Al Archer? The gate was open. Thank you so much for the call tonight, sir. Caller? Caller. Hey, caller, thank you so much for the call tonight. We do appreciate it. Hello? Thanks, John and Neil. Uh, caller, please call back any time. Okay. You're welcome here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, listening to the Larcher and Lawrence and Sports Show, thanks for listening live. Uh, that is L. Archer. He was out tonight with a serious injury. The report, Good as night. I stated earlier, is that he has been cleared to practice in full, and tomorrow we will announce whether or not he's ready to go for next week. Uh, doubtful. <laughs> Do you have anything else that you'd like to say tonight, Al Archer? Good night, everybody. <laughs> thanks for the call, sir. Yeah, thank you. Good night, caller. So I don't think we should let him call back again. <laughs> like ever or tonight? Well, we'll have Lauren, like, clear that call and not, and not allow it. Um, Al told me yesterday that my uh, I did one of those 10 seconds of glory up on the on the big station yeah. on uh, 670 yesterday, and he called to tell me that it made the air. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, nice. 
I don't know that he knows. I don't know that I've ever an Indian neurolic uh, named John. (laughs) I think it was an X. Yeah, it might have been an X. You're probably right. And then his friend Neil the Neix. (laughs) Neil Neelix. 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 Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's nice that he was able to call in when he's feeling under (laughs) the weather. For uh, you again, thank you so much for stepping in tonight. Sure, I man. do appreciate you being here. Uh, we got a little bit of time left. If you want to give a call, 888-787-4827, feel free to give us a call. Um, I think we were leaning a little linebackers. I wanted to ask you a little bit more in depth about that, actually. Uh, what, I, what's going on back there? I don't know. I'm just, all right, so I, let's, let's get in a time machine real quick and go to, let's say, 2001. Or maybe ninety nine to two thousand and one when uh, Jerron was coach. Okay, and then even take a step to when we went to the Super Bowl and Rivera is our defensive coordinator. Oh man, when we could tackle. Yes, not only that, but yeah. we had some big dudes up front, specifically when Jerron played. Yes, and that's when, with the exception of Erlacher being an absolute freak and being able to play behind pretty much any line, right. still with the stigma that he couldn't shed blocks, which is pretty true. Mm-hmm. Briggs, who's the best on the team at shedding blocks. Okay. But that was our just amazing linebacker play because the fat guys clogged the middle and they just ran free and just knocked the hell out of people. Yeah. Now we have horrible line play, no big guys up front, and two rookies who, you know, in college, they're total studs. They can probably throw people all over the place. Well, I mean, not, I wouldn't say Bostic. He's playing in the SEC, which is like pro light. Pretty close. But. Yeah. It's like the NBA's D league. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. But I mean, you're asking these, you're asking him to call all the plays, and not get smoked by offensive linemen that are faster than some of the linebackers he probably played with. Yeah. So I mean, these guys are getting just taken out of the play. So it's not just backside contain that they're messing up on, and the, we'll get into the <laughs> the people behind them who are screwing up too. But these are these are kids who are learning a new system, learning how to be pros, and then having to deal with. Offensive linemen and tight ends just on them immediately because yeah. our defensive line can't keep them away. We can't get pressure, but we're also not keeping them off our guys. So they're just kind of getting stood up. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's a problem. I do like how James Anderson is playing, and I kind of hope we bring him back, to be honest with you. Uh, the first person to wear, number 50, yeah. since Mike Singletary. Uh, I'm speaking to the meatheads right now, <laughs> if you will. Right. God, I, I hate using that term because, so as true. we discussed earlier, we – we enjoy every Bear fan. Or the, the meatballs. <laughs> the the yeah. meatballs. Meatballs. Yeah, the meatballs. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, James Anderson, he hasn't done anything wrong no. out there. Yeah. He had a nice sack. Actually had almost another one. He was flying around. He's, yeah. he's been real solid. He's on a one-year deal. Yep. I think he'd be smart to bring back. Who's, who's calling the defense right now? Who's calling the scheme or the plays? Huh? What do you mean? Oh, uh, blind, uh, Bostic. Bostick's making the calls. Yeah. Wow. Well, Br- as soon as Briggs went out, they gave it to him. Yeah. Oof. Hell, hell, of a, uh, hell of a thing to put on a rookie like that. Um, and I hope you don't think that I'm knocking on Bostick tonight because I'm, I'm happy with what he's done. It's all you can ask for out of a rookie. I'm not knocking on either it of them. It really is. They're playing yeah. with a subpar line, and, they don't, and they're rookies. <laughs> what did you think of that penalty um, last week? He uh, stood over the guy. Was yeah. it too much? In today's game, it probably was. Honestly, that's an iffy one. It was pretty damn iffy. That call was iffy. There were not, you know, and I. St. Louis and Minnesota, it seemed like all the calls were going against us. That being said, if you're a team that has the talent and has it done, you outplay the bad calls. Right. Uh, the bad calls wouldn't happen if it's that close. Like, 
against Minnesota, there was the one um, the one horse collar that was really weak. That was a crappy call. Crappy call. Really bad call. I just thought that being said, if we were a little better, we wouldn't have put ourselves in the situation to have that True. happen. I mean, I watch a lot of football, though, and that was one of the more disgusting games I've seen called. I mean, that's not a Bears bias at Minnesota? all. That was awful. Oh, yeah. On both, on both sides, though. I mean, there were yeah. some horrible calls just all over the place. They were missing them. And then you go to Monday night, and it seemed like every call bounced right in our direction. Yeah. The, the ball bounced in our direction. Ah. What's funny, though, as you're watching it, like I said, I, I'm a huge Bears fan. I'm going to Bears games my whole life, but... Those, I, they weren't bad calls. This was not like in our favor. As I'm watching him, it's like, yeah, he didn't touch him. Yeah, yeah he hooked him. He, had, he was holding his arm the whole time. Like, yep. They were obvious. Yeah. It, th- this past week, if I, if I had a dream interview from uh, the Monday night game, if I, if I got a one-on-one with somebody, if I, if I was over there uh, at Soldier Field in the press conference room or even in the locker room, I would go over and find Adam Publish and just ask, say, hey, man, how was your night? Yeah. He's probably freezing his ass off. <laughs> Colder than he the never moved. Yeah. Right by the, the heaters. No, he did go out there to hold the ball. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, nice job. Yeah. Hell of a job. Uh, one of the players, I think it was Bennett, uh, mentioned the other night, uh, probably on his show last night on The Score, he said, uh, yeah, that's, uh, he got paid a hell of a lot per snap that he played. Yep. Way more than ever. But that being said, I mean, hats off to that offense. It's clicking. Cutler had said it at the beginning of the year. Hey, guys. It's our first year with this offense. You've got to give it a few years. And that's one of the reasons that I'm giving Cutler uh, another season. You know, it's kind of – I'm not, I'm not saying cut him loose. We I'm haven't just, even gotten I'm not saying, yeah, let's not, defense, but, yeah, let's not, let's not pay him that right. much. But <clears throat> so Cutler has used this – okay, he's got the natural talent. Yeah. He's the kind of – he's the Favre-like guy who's going to be able to make the throw that not many other people can make, but he's going to throw three picks – before or after that happens. Like, you just have that risk factor with him. Yeah. But he's that guy. He's got that thing. Mm-hmm. But he always says, like, and this is unfortunate, but for him, he keeps starting new systems. Uh-huh. And I know that sets people back and that sucks. But I'm just, this is not a comparison, like, who should be playing. But I'm using McCown as an example. Okay. He just, he, any, I don't know, he's, he's played multiple places. Anywhere he goes, he kind of starts... Right away, cause, and they bring him in as an emergency guy. Right. He picks up the system and he plays. He stands next to Tressman on the sidelines, and he's basically, it seems like he's like a secondary offensive coordinator. Yeah. He's right there in his ear the whole time. Yeah. So, you know, there's something to be said about natural talent, but then there's also something to be said about, and, I, and I've heard nothing but good stories about Cutler about studying. About knowing and stuff. what you're doing? Yeah, about him studying and understanding what's going on. Yeah. But he still makes those instinct plays. McCown's playing so well because he doesn't make mistakes. Right. I mean, and that's, that's a big deal. I don't think we win some of those games if we throw a bunch of picks. So I, I agree you know, with you. Um, it seems to me like the, the three of them, though, really have it figured out. I agree. How they want it. And Tressman being the quarterback guy, how can you go against what he thinks? to do well, with, with his system. It's Cromer his system, is a very important piece wants. of this puzzle. Do you really? Thing. Absolutely. See, because I, I haven't gotten into the Cromer thing before. Uh, the offensive coordinator is a very Aaron important Cromer. piece of the puzzle okay. because he's bringing, if you listen to some of these guys, like when they interview Brandon Marshall and they say, what do you see the offense becoming more than it is right now? They all use the Saints as an example, as they should, because even when the Saints are kind of crappy, that offense is just so fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. 
because they just find scrap heap guys that come in. Like, what was Colston, a seventh-round pick? He's yep. a beast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't hurt to have Breeze, but, I mean, like, it's... it's Jesus, Graham's doing pretty damn... Yeah. They're well, having a hell of a year. God, that Without Crow this year. Peyton coming back. He's a free agent, but that what well, that's unrealistic. Graham? But, yeah, he's a free agent. He will be. <sighs> yeah, that's un, that's unrealistic to think, because... Uh, Although our tight end isn't is where he is, I think we have a good enough tight end. Absolutely, the best well, tight end. That's uh, yeah. So I know we didn't get a chance to like get into that stuff, and maybe we can get into it next week. Uh, maybe I can call in or something. Yeah, I'll but, call uh, in or something. We we have a little bit of time in the overtime as well. Okay. Uh, Lauren and I also want to talk a little bit about our Bulls game experience last night. Do it up. Uh, because last night we we went to the uh, Chicago Bulls game. Jason Ferrari, you're a little familiar with the Bulls, correct? Yeah. I, I know you're a big football guy. But the Chicago Bulls, they're our professional team here in town. And, uh, oh, thanks. No problem. Uh, we went to the game last night, and, of course, Derrick Rose is out. Uh, we knew that Dang was a little banged up. Uh, and then yesterday, or the day before the game, started hearing that Butler had sat out as well. And then yesterday, just before game time, they sat Noah. So four guys were sitting. And I'll tell you what, the rest of the team played with heart in the overtime. Lauren, are you still up for doing a, your, your report on the Bulls? What do you think? You think you might uh, be down with giving a report on the Bulls? Yeah, on the overtime? Yeah. Lauren's going to give her report of how we did over there. And, and Ferrari, if you want to go in, we, we could spend a little bit, if you have a little bit of time. Yeah, man. To talk I'd about love it. to hear about that. Yeah. Wait, what were you saying you wanted to go into? Oh, no, I mean, um, just um, needs. We were, we were going to kind of talk about, like, needs for the next future. year. Yeah. The future. Yeah, uh, we can go into that for sure. One thing that I want, want to bring up while we have three minutes, though. Yeah. You know who Greg Hardy is? Uh, Greg Hardy. He is the person who basically took Pepper's place. He's 25 years old. He plays for the Panthers, and oh, he's boy. a total stud. Hang he's on a, a free agent. I think that my sister and brother-in-law would be interested in this. Greg Hardy, because he, they're Panther fans. He is a free agent. Wow, so okay. they're, the, they're the ones. They... Somehow they're fans, both born and raised in rural Illinois, and they're both huge Carolina Panther fans. I, I guess that's that. not as sad as if we knew like a Jacksonville fan. That's just embarrassing. Yeah. Not right now, because Carolina's playing all right. Right. And if, if you're telling me that he's a free agent right now, he is. maybe that's where some of that money should go, and then at that case, that's less of an argument for keeping Cutler around, if you, know, you think about it that way. You know who else is a free agent? Who's where you're going to allow money. Uh, Michael Bennett. Right. Oh, yeah. Did you see Martellus saying he was going to try and get his brother? I did see that. And, and Michael Bennett, Michael, right? That's his name out there? Yeah. He caused an earthquake. So, uh, Dante Whitner is a free agent also. Okay. That wouldn't suck. No. That guy would destroy people. As He's a very good safety. Dante Whitner. Yep. He, he was a beast in college. He went to Buffalo, was a beast. Now he plays for the 49ers, okay. and he's a free agent. So, All right. Well, and, and that's a need. Yeah, that's a great call. Uh, we're going to draft heavily on the defensive side, right? Oh, I hope so. I mean, I think we probably draft a center, depending on how many picks we get, and then we, we need a otherwise defense. Because Garza, the, the time is done. And right? quarterback. You know. Far, Farmer Chad, our, uh, he, he does our farm report uh, once in a great while. He is not a big fan of uh, Roberto Garza, and his time's done, right? He's not playing bad this year. I mean, they're... Is the line that much better, or is it scheme? It's both. It's a bit of both. I mean, not to mention the fact that Garza doesn't have crap to his left and right. 
yeah, it helps his play. We'll get to that in a minute. Guys, thanks for listening to the live portion of the Larger and Lawrence Sports Show. I'd like to thank Dr. John and Dr. Neil for calling in tonight. Jason Ferrari, thank you for joining me in studio on the Larger and Lawrence Show. Of course, thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks for tuning in. Have a good night, y'all. You know the cake thing? Yeah. They did it for their son last, for Henry, the last, like the last time they yeah, had a baby. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. The, the picture of blue cake. I, um, I tweeted with the Batacola last week about, I think it was about, oh, Christmas songs. Yeah, he loves that stuff, man. Because they tore on one Christmas, oh, uh, The Grinch. Uh, who, he was chatting with somebody about it. And then I jumped in and I said it was almost as bad it's almost as bad as Springsteen's Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah, I don't like that one. And he responded and said it's also bad. Yeah. So he's having another kid. Yeah. You came up with him a little bit, right? Yeah. We yeah. went to broadcasting school together. Yeah. He got married, had a kid, moved to the burp, so I don't see him anymore. <laughs> Thank you to the faithful podcast listener out there. It is now officially known as the Larcher and Lawrenson podcast. Tonight featuring Jason Ferrari. iTunes. I, I don't know how we're on iTunes. We're there. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah. I've heard of it. Stitcher Radio, not as big of a deal because not everybody. Are, are you on the iPhone these days? Have you been for a while? Since June. Since June. Yep. I started last year in August. What thoughts so far? I like it. Yeah. It's much, I mean, I, I work in social media and the phone I had was garbage, so this is uh, leaps and bounds better. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, it's very user-friendly for me. Absolutely. My There's, parents figured it out. Yeah. That's huge. <laughs> My mom is blind, and she and I are able to text back and forth. Are you serious? Because of the iPhone. I'm dead serious. Yeah. Hey, Lauren, would you like to join us for the overtime just for a second? Sure would. Awesome. Do you, do you want to... Does that mean I come to the studio? Yeah, come, come through the door. Hold on, let me knock on the door. you got to unlock the door. Come out of the producer's room. That's Lauren Mueller, our, uh, our producer extraordinaire. Extraordinaire. Ex- Extraordinarily beautiful. Extraordinarily beautiful. Um, yeah, Ferrari, a few weeks ago we... We uh, we broke the fourth wall and told told all of the all of the listeners all of the Clark bars Alan out Alan there Nation. all of the Clark bars and all of the uh, alcoholics that we are actually broadcasting. The studio is also our apartment. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Cat's out of the bag. Cat is out of the bag. Um, I just Lauren, I want to say that we did a great job going over to Menards and grabbing <laughs> that fine Christmas tree. We made it work. It uh. The Christmas tree really spruces up the studio this time of year. 
twenty nine bucks for about a ten foot. I can feel its presence because it's a spruce. (laughs) Lauren, I know that you were really concerned uh, for a few days that it wasn't taking water. I was very concerned. It was a big concern last year with last year's tree too. And then what's been going on the last few days? Can can you let the the she's taking on water? There it is. What's her name? Breaking news. Beautiful. Yep, beautiful. We'll go with that. Sounds like she works in a hair salon. There's a little hole right over nails. there. There's a little <laughs> yeah, hole right exactly. there in that corner. But uh, she's pretty full. She she does. Not bad for 30 bucks in a parking lot. Yeah, that's a good-looking tree. No, it is. Uh, the parking lot, uh, Menards would not allow their person to tie it down to our car for liability reasons. So we had to. And let me tell you, the liability was on us. Oh, yeah. I stared at <laughs> that thing We should probably put time. those picks up on the Larcher Lawrence page. <laughs> so, Lauren, we went to the game last night. Uh, row, uh, we were in section 117, row H, about nine rows from the court behind uh, the buck side, right behind the basket. Directly. And we were able to enjoy the game. Mike Dunleavy caught fire early on. He was catching fire. Hashtag Katniss. All right. <laughs> You oh. loved that joke last night, too. Yeah, I was hoping you would say it this time. Oh. <laughs> I, it, it would have worked better Sorry. had you said it. Uh, yeah. So um, I enjoyed watching that. I enjoyed keeping an eye on uh, Coach Thibodeau to make sure that he wasn't having a heart attack out there. Because, my goodness, missing four starters against the Milwaukee Bucks and, yeah, and then losing the game where it wasn't Kirk, pretty at all Kirk Heinrich – scored a point with a little over two minutes to go. And I mean it, a point. Kirk Heinrich shot his second free throw because he had missed the first and got his one and only point of the game with about two and a half minutes to go. And then right after that, we had cut the lead down to three. Milwaukee had the ball, missed about three shots in a row every time Milwaukee got the rebound. And then again, when they finally, when the, the Bulls finally did get the rebound, they didn't score, but they had wasted a whole minute's time, which... What's beyond the point? That being said, uh, the Bulls team is in a lot of turmoil. Lauren, what what were your feelings on the Chicago Bulls game last night? My feeling on the Chicago Bulls game is that Benny the Bull is very entertaining. <laughs> yeah. That's... I'm sure the level Bulls were delightful as usual. Oh, oh Lauren, should you mention can the Can you level shed Bulls? a little light into the, uh, the level Bulls situation? It was a reunion party for... The lo- lovable. Oh, I know. I, I, one of them is my friend. I've seen like 7,000 pictures today. Oh, yeah. Generation <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. of hotties. Over 100 lovables on the court at once. Yeah. And at first, what, what, let's give your honest review of it because uh, you gave me the play-by-play. Uh, you could, some of them were hurting a little bit. Some of them... At first. Some of them taking a timeout, if you will. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we they... saw that. I was just going to say... Generations of hotties sounds like my day in life, and then you said some of them were hurting a little bit, and I was like, maybe I shouldn't say it. No, I'm saying it. Since 1984. So if you were a lovable in 84. Oh, yeah. yeah. I did not have a dating life in 84. Uh, that'd be weird. Right. And if awesome. you were a lovable in 84 and you were performing last night, some people were taking breathers. Some, some of the gals were taking quite breathers. A few breathers. Rascals. Oh, oh, my God. If they performed a motorized cart, I'd, that'd be... <laughs> I don't know that I'd ever stop laughing. But we both agreed that they picked it up by the end. Yeah, it was cute. And they were retiring the woman who puts all the Gosh, I wish we would have done some research. Coaches, yeah, yeah. Was she retiring or they were just honoring her 29 years? I I don't know if she was retiring. It looked like a retirement gig. It did, definitely. I mean, they put the years up almost like it was her life. 
Oh, okay. And why would you why would you have a big ceremony for her 29th year? Yeah. If it wasn't retirement, I, you'd have the ceremony for the 30th year, right? And she was yeah. very tearful. It was great. So it was I really neat. And we stayed for the whole halftime show. We did. Yeah. Truth got vodka after. But you got a little ambitious on on the Twitter. You're you're not usually the big Twitterer. Oh, I I tweet seldom. But you and Benny had a connection. Sure did. Um. I just found Benny very entertaining, as I always do, and awfully darn squirrely. So I decided I was going to track his adventure through the stadium as much as I could. And uh turns out that by the end of the night, Benny had tweeted, started following me and tweeted back at me, including a tweet again this morning. So perhaps Benny and I, I can't tell if we're friends, enemies, frenemies. Well, he, Benny Wait, did so mention... he tweeted you all last night and then this morning? He tweeted back once. Well, I think he's tweeted twice at her. I was going to say, I don't know. If there's, there's another category other than friends no, and no. enemies. All right. <laughs> not, not no, all that's, night. It. that's it. That's oh. all there is allowed. Benny's a homewrecker. <laughs> no, he's not. And, and I, I stared at Benny a time or two. You saw it. I was... Po- oh, I wanted to yeah, you take him out. What this son of a gun does is he walks around on seats, getting in people's faces, spilling popcorn over just common people just watching the damn game, trying to enjoy basketball. Trying to popcorn see, is Mike Dunleavy going to make a shot? In your eye. Does Tony Snell have a <laughs> shot at being a good ball player? That's what we're trying to watch. Was that Scott Williams on Milwaukee's bench? I think so. I'm not sure if that's who it was. I'm pretty sure it was. Is Scott Williams the coach with the with Was the that ball? before or after Benny was on the Milwaukee's bench? Benny did sit on Milwaukee's bench for a little bit. Gave them hell. Yeah, he messes with the other team. I like it. Very much so. Um, however, as tweeted by last, myself last night, he has surprisingly good balance and quite a cannon on him. He was rocking those uh, T-shirts into the upper decks. Quite a cannon? Just uh, Oh, an arm. You know. Like, Do you want me to introduce you? Like his po- arm's more like Cutler lingo? than McCown? Is that what you're saying? If you want me to spend a day teaching you, you know, sports lingo, I can do that. You know I need all that. All the help I can. Or should I have Al do that? Probably. Oh, please. And, Wait, re- and record it. I'd rather learn from you any day, Lauren. But, uh, you do every day. Every day. Yeah. Yeah, at one point he was sitting over there on the Bucks bench being squirrely. Uh, I documented some silly stringing in the face. Of Ooh, a the nasty silly string. Patron. Yep. And then when I documented that, uh, his refing of the staring contest, they took a member of the audience and had him have a staring contest against a video image of Joakim Noah. That was the unique moment when Benny so cleverly put on a referee's jersey for it to yes. ref it. What a clever fella. Clever fella. Clella. Do you remember, Ferrari, back in the heyday of the 90s, uh, Benny was a fat dude? Yes. And now he's an in-shape dude? Yes. Do you remember the middle time period? Where there was Benny the Bull, who was still the fat dude, and then the skinnier young punk guy who had a different name. No. And See, I kind of remember that, but I can't remember what it was called. there was fatty Benny the Bull still, and then this younger one who was more athletic and whatnot. Like the And everyone thought he was apprentice. a punk. Yeah. Well, they ended up retiring fatty Benny, and then this guy took the Benny name. And, and he got now jacked he's, up. <laughs> he's now Benny And now the he Bull. can break dance. Yes, he can. He can also attempt to make half-court shots behind his back and not make a single one of them. Which I also documented. Can we talk about the dude in the staring contest last night with Joakim? Yeah. Pretty damn good. Ended up beating Joakim. This, this swirly Benny the Bull. He's so clever and hilarious. 
he was poking the guy like right on his cheek and everything. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Anyway. So this has been... Chair vibrated. I got distracted. That's all right. Those are... Well, you're not sitting on Larcher's normal seats. That would have fallen out in the middle of a show, I think. Yeah. At least you didn't answer it and take a live call like Larcher. (laughs) Earlier tonight? No, like when Larcher answers his phone when you're trying to record the show. Last week, his father called him. Because you know he recently... He had lived with his father for a while. He had moved... And his dad called him to ask him if this Netflix thing oh, I was, I was listening. was illegal. <laughs> he said, I have the cable guy coming over. Is this Netflix thing that you got me hooked up with illegal or not? <laughs> oh, parents. Yeah. Uh, oh, you heard last week. I told you my, my dad asked me. And it's a real story. He asked me to come over once and fix his DVD player, and yeah. I hit the power button. It happens. Yeah, it's good. My text was conf- to confirm a hair appointment, by the way. So that's the manliest thing that's ever happened on your wow. show, I'm sure. It, well, I, I noticed tonight, Was it? Is it the stocking hat that gets you to think to wear the... Like you've been wearing the stocking hat and now you're like, well, i got to keep it shorter? Or I don't understand. Well, I just wore that because it was freezing out. Um, but, you know... <laughs> that's the intuitive wait, thing. Yeah, yeah. That's the, why you wore a hat. For, for the holidays, man. you got to like clean up the size in the back. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Otherwise, mom gives you hell. Um, I guess care. I do. Oh. I'm, I'm single. I need to like. I need all the help I can get. Yeah. Oh, I only cut my hair so my mom doesn't say anything about it. <laughs> I need to find the holiday sweater so your mom can say something nice about me. Yes. Did that, you see a photo of mine? Of your holiday my sweater, ugly Christmas sweater. Oh, because you had a Christmas sweater uh, shindig this past week. Yeah. Is that your entire complex or something? Was that what I gathered? So yeah, it was the building. Yeah. Um, and I live. Do you mind talking about this? No, not at all. I live downstairs, uh, and the main part of the party was on uh, on the first floor, which is a much bigger three-bedroom that I used to live in. Okay. And, like, everyone, we were joking all around that, I, all the, like, all week long that I was going to make my place the lounge, yeah. like, the, the old people lounge. Quiet but, things down a little bit. Yeah, so I kept going down there because there was a keg upstairs, and the refrigerator was full, so I was letting people put the stuff that they brought in my refrigerator. Okay. And then people were like, where... Why does the party, like, where do people keep going? And then they came downstairs, and it's just, like, me and a bunch of people and Christmas music blasting, completely opposite of what was happening upstairs. Yeah. And then, yeah, now that all week they've been calling it the retirement community. But I'm yeah. fine with that. I just drank bourbon downstairs and had a good time. But my sweater had strippers on it. Was my, that's why I made up the That'll point. Do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Stripper Christmas. Lauren, while we have you here, I want to talk about last week uh, with our Pickums, uh, the Larcher versus Lawrence versus Lauren Pickums. Uh, Lauren, you took third place with 84 points last week. Ah. Uh, can, your, I, wait, can I confirm, though, that I'm the only one who picked the Chicago Bears? You are not the only one who picked the Chicago Bears. You did I picked too? the Chicago Bears. No, you said you were going to take them last week. Yep. Right? You gave them one more point at seven points. I only gave them six. So this household was the only people who picked the Chicago yeah. Bears? No wonder Larger's sick this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I, took, uh, I took Houston, or you took Houston last week. That was your biggest loss with 11. And then in second place was none other than... The man who is under the weather tonight, Al Larcher, with 98 points. His big loss uh, was picking Pittsburgh over Miami with 10. But he also lost, including the Chicago Bears, seven games total, seven out of 16. Pretty weak. So in first place, not to boast or anything, but scoring 110 points, a full 12 points more than Mr. Second Place, Al Larcher, was none other than Clark Lawrenson. 
my biggest loss was Seattle. I had chosen them over San Francisco with 11. <laughs> that makes me happy. However, I only not lost that, four. Not that you lost it, but you like seeing Pete Carroll lose. Yes, I do. That's what you're saying. I don't like Seattle either, to be yeah. honest with you. I don't no, like their do. steroid players that yeah. don't get suspended. Yeah. So, Lauren, um, we'll, we, we already made our picks for next week. We don't have to really go into it this week. Uh, Larger's going to make those. Uh, I did pick the Bears again and put a lot of points on them. Why don't you just real quick, we'll make it a quick one. I picked the Bears as well. I, I gave them the full 16. Wow, I put 14. My 16 was Kansas City over Oakland because – how can you not? Yeah, I kind of got through with my first chunk of numbers and forgot about them, so they ended up with nine. Yep, and no offense, Ferrari, but I did take Seattle with 15 over the New York Giants. Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not offended. That's, not, that's a smart pick. There were some really crappy games. Let me look at my number one. Buffalo at Jacksonville is my number one. I put one on Jacksonville because they're the home team. Yikes. I put seven. I'm hoping for a swing. On Jacksonville? One of those places where I can nab points if Jacksonville wins. And then I didn't want to pick Detroit, so I put two on Baltimore over Detroit at the bottom for the Monday night. Wow, that's the Monday night. So the Bears win, and then we get a full day to sit on that, to think about it. Yep. I mean, do you see any, any situation where the, Bill, the, the Blue Bears do not win? No. I mean, you know, I can't be 100% confident, exactly. but honestly, like, this is not this is not a good matchup. I mean, who is playing quarterback in Cleveland? Did you see Jason who they brought Campbell in? Caleb is starting again, and Caleb Haney is his back. No, I think he got chucked. I think he got cut already. Wow. Yeah. But I mean, it's probably, Mr. Preseason. But that's probably is, is more of a it. more of a roster spot thing than anything. Probably, but who is is Whedon still his backup? Then? Honestly, I have no idea. Yeah. I'm going to look that up right now. And the reason why know. Haney, the reason why Haney got chucked was because you're only keeping two quarterbacks on on staff. Right. Uh, Lauren, how many did you put on New Orleans and St. Louis? I put thirteen on St. Louis. Wow, I had thirteen on the game as well, and I took New Orleans. Which so we'll see. Lauren, you put you put it on St. Louis. I did. How many weeks have you won? Five. Okay. You're probably still going to have five uh, before week 16. And I'm not, I'm not trying to showboat here. You know what? I because gotta... sure enough, as soon as I showboat Ferrari, the next week this one here shows up with a, with a big victory. And it, yeah, and it, i got to take chances in order to beat you cats. Uh, so i got to make some risky picks yeah. for high numbers. Oh, you can't hear it when I play a sound effect, can you? No. Okay. Not that any of my sound effects have been worth a damn anyway. For you to hear, but yeah. That's how I come up big. I make the unpredictable pick that ends up... All right, Lauren, uh, those are some of our picks for week 15. We'll have you back on, as I'm sure Al will be back next week to talk about them. Lauren, what what do you feel about the Chicago Bears through the rest of the season... And in the next season, what should they do about the quarterback situation? They should definitely have a quarterback. Thank you so much for your insights tonight, Lauren. We do appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, that has been our executive producer, the one and only greatest fiancé in the history of fiancés, Lauren Mueller. Uh, (laughs) Ferrari, um, (laughs) since we've talked about the other areas of the defensive side of the ball, um, let's go to the backfield, the defensive backfield real quick, and then let's talk about the future. Um, the defensive backfield. So you still have Jennings back there. 
but let's go back to the safety situation with Mr. Conti and Mr. Well, Major, right? Uh, yeah. I don't know. All right. So the unfortunate thing is, if we had good play up front, you know, I don't know if we're having the exact same conversation. I think we see because last year they weren't a huge problem, but they were getting pressure on the quarterback. Right. And the linebacker play was different. So, you know, it's not like they just all of a sudden became turds. You know, it's just right. It's unfortunately, it's like the nature of crap rolling downhill in terms of if it's bad in the front, it's going to be bad. Like in the defensive back, we need them to be better than they are now. Exactly, but right at the same Their time, weaknesses are being exposed. There's no reason why we don't draft at least one stud and sign another free agent. At the, I mean, they need to compete for their jobs just based on their play yeah. this year. Yeah, um, are they bad depth? No, I mean they're guys who started two full seasons. Majors started. Three full seasons. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, you know, it's not bad depth. I mean, that's why you keep Stelts around. I mean, is the guy like a superstar? No, right. but he can play both positions, and he knows the defense, and he's good on special teams. Fair enough. And, and it's not like they haven't brought other people in right. to put up against them. They're, they're just the best of what we have right now. But, I mean, you've got Whitner's out there who's a free agent who would be good, strong safety. Plus, you can put him in the box, and he can actually tackle. That's okay. something that we're missing. Yeah. I like that. Um, there's a guy that plays for Alabama. I, I Okay, his name is... Ha ha. I think it's ha ha Jenkins. But anyway, he's, he could, this guy's so good. I think he could start day one as a rookie. Wow. Now I think a conversation. Where, where that do you see him going? First round. Probably bottom. Early or later? Bottom of the first. Okay, good. We'll be around there. So he'll be available. Yeah. Uh, is, is that your first need? I'm sorry. I, I hate to jump right. Maybe de- I'm jumping around what you're no, saying. No, it depends on where we are picking and where everything kind of ends up. Because of right course. now we don't know who's coming out of school, who's staying, how they're going to play in the senior bowl, how they're going to play in the bowl games. I mean, you know, who's going to get hurt? If there's so much that factors in. If I had to pick something that I think is a horribly glaring need, t- defensive tackle. Okay. Yeah. And someone who's a run stuffer who's got some pass rushing skills, too. We need someone to claw the middle. Again, uh, Jason Ferrari here. He has been uh, the draft specialist, a friend of the show. He's been on a lot, so this is why we're discussing that. So then are, are you saying that we don't re- – like Henry Melton's time as a Chicago Bear is most likely done? Well, I mean, he's franchise tagged this year. Right. I would say don't bring him back, but – If he hadn't gotten hurt, I thought they were going to franchise him again because you can, you can pull that off, right? right? thing is, I think Emery's, Emery's got a lot of work to do, just, I mean, not just only managing the salary cap, mm-hmm. but we have, a, we have a ton of free agents, like a ton, a, most of them on defense. You know, Briggs is one, Tillman's one. Tillman's one. I mean, there's just... Tillman, you can see him signing him again, right? Yeah. Like, I, I hope he retires a bear. I really do. Me too. I, and I can see him coming back and being somewhat productive again. Not to right? mention, like, if you bring in some younger guys, who do you, who do you want them to learn from? Charles Stillman. I mean, the guy that back when we first started seeing him pulling that that move, the tearing thing, it's like just tackle the guy. You used to think that the punch, and then he perfect, perfected perfected the peanut punch, and he invented it. That's his move, and you want you want him to continue teaching that. I agree. I mean, our whole linebacking core are free agents. 
Briggs is a free agent, and, and Williams and Anderson are on one-year deals. Yep. Wow. Uh, Tillman's free. Well, I, actually, one of the safeties might be free. What what kind of linebackers are, are out there? I don't know. Williams, Anderson? Yeah. I mean, I, honestly, I think Williams should should earn himself, if not a one another one-year deal, a couple-year yeah, deal. Yeah, we can give him another year. I mean, yeah. He's always been solid in Carolina. He's been yeah. solid here. Yeah. You know, if Briggs is uh, back. Will, Anderson was in Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. So you think Anderson should come back for one year? Yes. Williams. Or at, at a minimum. I would bring him back on a multi-year. You don't have to, yeah. you don't have to pay, what do you have to pay him? Not no, much. Yeah. No, I agree. I um, agree. I think, aside from all this stuff, though, the biggest issue is going to be what scheme are we playing and is Tucker still coaching it? Okay. Yeah, I'm not blaming is. him at all for all these injuries, but he took over a scheme that was pretty functional, but you could tell it was had some glaring holes with uh, defensive line pressure and, and age. Right. Wasn't he hired and told, basically, yeah, you're that gonna you're going to keep scheme. the scheme but with the terminology? I don't know that it was beyond this season, and I hope it's not. Because I like the t- – like, look at the style of defense that Seattle plays or anything like that where it's a little bit more attacking style. You've got some bigger guys in the front. If Mel Tucker is still the defensive coordinator, which I, I – I, I don't, don't think, think he Tressman's was given. Like I don't think he's him. been given the yeah. proper sample size to to fire the guy. Right. I think you have to change it. I think to his style. Regardless, the scheme needs to be changed. The Tampa two is going. It's going bye bye. It's just. Yeah, it, it worked for a while in the league, but it, it's on its way out. But it was designed before we had tight ends who are better than some of the wide receivers in the league. Yeah. Period. I'm with I'm with you completely. Uh, real quick, uh, the the top concerns on offense, which I'm still sticking with. I don't think that it's the quarterback position is the top concern. Get it Are, sorted out. That's that's one. Just yeah, sort it out. Sort it out. Figure it out, and let's do it. I think the Michael Bush experiment is over, and we need to get someone else in. Yeah, I I, I will say this it is not experiment, is, but the offensive line is a lot better. Yep, uh, a whole hell of a lot better. I do think that this scheme makes them better. I don't think they're as great as one might think, right? Like just blindly looking at it. I don't think that they're as much better as it looks just looking at it blindly. I think the scheme helps them a lot because sometimes that run blocking is pretty damn suspect, to be honest. Yeah. And, and that's why Michael Bush isn't getting into, well, that and he just doesn't have it. But I also think that it could be a little better. That being said, those two guys on the right side are young and they're brand new. You know, you got Bushrod over there. Uh, he's not old by any means. No, he's Slauson's not. playing solid. He's not old. No, he is. He is playing solid. Where was he at? B- Buffalo? Jets. The Jets, that's right. Yeah. And the Jets were done with him. Yeah. They did away with him. I mean, he's you've got Bennett, guy. who can do both. He can block. I mean, they they brought in, like, blocking guys, but I, I don't think I think they caught them all. You know, now they keep putting Eben Britton in, who's like a backup tackle, as their extra lineman on, uh, on power downs. Um I don't know if you've noticed, and there's some articles about it, but I mean, I noticed this, and I was actually excited when they picked this guy up. Uh, Tony Fiametta, their fullback. And it's not necessarily just him, but the fact that people were saying right off the bat that offenses, offenses don't need fullbacks anymore, which I 100% disagree. Okay. And look at all any goal line touchdowns that we've had that aren't broken out to the outside or a lot of the big up-the-middle plays that Forte's busted. Yeah. Fiametta has blown somebody up. At least one person. Mm-hmm. So the fullback is still. I, I I think they're still important. 
because okay. the last couple of years we've been using backup tight ends in that role, and it hasn't been. That's not their. That's it not hasn't their deal. Been cutting it. Yeah. Because then a lot of these guys can also catch out of the backfield. You know, you mentioned Graham. Do we need a second tight end? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Graham's wishful thing. I think there's two things. So yeah, he's. That may not. I mean, there may be some in the draft. You never know. Yeah, it yeah. depends on how many picks we have, yeah. where we fall, all that stuff. And if we keep playing well, obviously it's going to affect us. Well, and, and, and I, I want to keep well, playing well. I'm not yeah, trying to. Yeah, me, I'm never that right. We're, we're not there, but, but we're uh, also not blinded by the fact that we might not have a Super Bowl team. No. <laughs> the there's a couple. All right. Here's like another example. So say for example, we can't bring in a not a Jimmy Graham, but even a top tier tight end to be our secondary. Like say like a Denard Walker or something who you know left San Fran and went to uh, Tennessee. Okay. Or like guys who are kind of like secondary, but they're still stuck. Like Bennett was. That's he was constantly like kind of under the radar. Goes to the Giants, plays really well. And now he's here and he's playing yeah. really well. So, yeah. but so if we bring in like a lower level guy who's just a blocking tight end, or maybe he can catch, I think we need to address something else which affects special teams and will affect the wide receiver position. Can you, do you know where I'm going with this in yeah. terms of money? I think he's going, man. I really do. I think Hester's gone. Yeah. It, in, uh, and I, I mean, have someone in mind who would be good. You have to understand that that's all right. <laughs> yeah. At, at this point of the game, I mean, he, he does one thing and one thing only. Right, and gets right. a lot of money to do it. Right. Um Dexter McCluster, you know he that yeah. he's that that kid on uh, the Chiefs. Yeah, he's also like they're a badass slot receiver, and he's a free agent. Like it's just it's just one of those things where it's value. You know, he's young. Um, yeah, Bennett scored another touchdown the other night. At, uh, talking about Earl, Earl, yeah. But yeah. Uh, is this his last year? I don't know if he's a. Uh, yeah. I don't know if, you, if he's a free matter, agent or not. But I mean, like, I want to see what uh, Marquise Wilson can do. Yep. Um, yep. Fair enough. Uh, Weems is more of the special teams guy too, which I don't know. I don't know. Seems if, to, I don't know if he's up or anything, but he can return for us. He can, but he seems to kind of be. He's always like in scraps. I don't know what he's. He looks like he's always fighting and hitting people after the whistle, and yeah. we don't need that crap. No, you're this right. Is the first right. year we've can, had a penalty problem that I can remember. I want Hester to get a return. Oh, of course. I want him to break the record, I but that shouldn't get him a, a get him a contract. And he had it. Yeah. And and that was was it St. Louis? Uh, it was St. Louis, I think. Or it wasn't Minnesota. Minnesota was it was St. Louis, yeah. Yeah. Um, that was a terrible the, the call. Didn't matter, and it was an awful call. And all the calls going against us. And he had it. Ah. Yeah. Poor Stelts, man. That guy was like looking around when they called his number, confused. Yeah, I just had no idea. It's been like that. Uh, the Minnesota game, the face mask. It was a definite face mask. What a gift. I don't. I know I'm talking about old shit here. I like that he let Robbie try the 66-yarder. Me too. Loved it. Great, great idea. Well, you do that then. The uh, I, you know, second I, know, I almost can't even like talk about second that one seven. anymore. The, yeah, the second down one. I mean, yeah. that in addition to the defense completely buckling, you know, as, you know, it's not just the kick, but that was a bad call. I mean, you look at – they know statistics. They, they know where Robbie's automatic from. Right. And a lot of people think he just makes everything, which is not true. His percentage is better a little inside of in 47. The 50, though. Yeah. Oh, a but I mean, yeah. I mean, you put that guy in the 30s, he's automatic. They were right. running – they were getting five yards a clip, man. Run one more play. Yep. At um, least one. And don't worry about that. Thing is, he is a statistics guy. 
Tressman is. He, and he, you still buy into his system? Yeah. I do too. But yeah, they've lost some games because of his calls. Because of his in-game coaching. Let me let me. But don't you think that. he can yeah. learn from all of those? I hope never, so. He's never been an NFL head coach. Nope. I think he can learn from all of it, and and that's why I'm still giving him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. To this day, we are still an over 500 ball club, and the biggest issue that he has going into it is that if he doesn't finish at least 10 and six, there's a lot of people who want to ride his ass out of and town after year one, and that's, that's asinine. Yeah. You've got to give him a shot. I mean, I don't, know. I don't know how much more involved he can get in the defense because that's the glaring hole. That's the problem. We're averaging I, close to 30 points a game. I know that when management fired Lovey, they asked Marinelli if he'd stick around. Yeah. And he passed. You, you can't blame a guy. What do you... They, they'd be a better defense right now if Marinelli would have stayed on as defensive coordinator. And right, currently, going into the week, we, we had the worst defense in the league, yardage-wise, right? right? Yeah. yeah. We're it, on pace to have the worst ever. If we were the 21st best defense in the league, we'd have a few extra wins. Like We'd be playoff bound. Right. That, that's how good this offense is. And that's why you brought Tressman in. I mean, the whole league was hiring offensively. I, you have to be happy with what – I'm happy with what Tressman's done. I don't blame him for the defensive woes. It's a little more than I expected. I mean, yeah, it's, it's worse than I don't I know what what Marinelli or what anyone else could do with who he has to work with right now. I, yeah, it's all speculation, but it's age, it's injury, and it's rookies. Yep. I mean, what do you what are you supposed to do with that? I mean, I don't. I mean, not to mention the fact that they can't scrap their scheme. You know, 14 right. weeks in, right. 15 weeks, whatever yeah. it is. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. There's there's no fix now. So the problem is we're going to have to be not just not just not bad enough on defense yeah. and keep scoring 30-plus points on offense. Yep. Yeah. Which is kind of horrible, but I don't think we're the only team that's ever got into the playoffs and done well in the playoffs with that. You know? No, I don't. Uh, you know, people talked about Indianapolis. Uh they, the year they played the Bears in the Super Bowl, uh, their defense was not getting it done the whole year. And then they got that one guy, uh, Bob Sanders, back. Yep. And it, it kind of was the stopgap and fixed whatever they were doing. And also playing against Russ Grossman in the Super Bowl helped well, that as well. Yeah. Having Dwight Freeney at, at the peak of his career wasn't too bad. Fair <laughs> Jason Ferrari, thank you for coming in tonight. Of course. I appreciate you being here. Yeah, I had a fun. I had a great time having you. Awesome. Well, thank you. Radio and drinks, good times. Yeah. Thank you to our executive producer Lauren uh, for answering all of your calls, Al. Uh, Al Larger called in. He'll be back next week. Ferrari, uh, let's try to bring you back before the end of the season. Cool. Uh, for the playoff run. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Or maybe the let's go. Well. Philly's a playoff game. If we win next week, we'll let's let's figure something out. Okay, two weeks. We'll bring. Yeah, we'll we'll talk. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Philly is a play. Al Al said that. That's, that's a, a playoff deal. game. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks so much for being here. Have a good night, guys. We appreciate you listening again. This is the podcast, of course, now because you can't listen to this live. The first hour of the show is always live on Blog Talk Radio. BlogTalkRadio.com slash Larcher and Lawrenceon. Find us on Twitter, at Larcher Lawrenson. 
That's L-A-R-C-H-E-R-L-O-R-E-N-S-E-N. On Twitter. Friend us on Facebook. I'm going to end this show with the entire Ditka retirement ceremony because I've been a Bear fan my whole life, and it's Coach Ditka. organization for the opportunities that I've had. I came here in 1961 and I came back in 1985. Both times Mr. Hallis brought me back. I'm forever indebted to the organization. It's been a heck of a run, guys. But I'll tell you one thing I've learned. This is a great city. These are the best fans, the best fans in the world. And I thank you so much for your support. I've been living a dream for 74 years. I hope it never stops. It will, but I hope it doesn't. Well, you people have been a big part of my dream. Because you brought me great joy to be able to please you. The players we had in 1985 are the greatest collection of guys I've ever been around. My teammates in 1963, what a great bunch of guys. That was Coach Hallis' last championship. And I'm very proud to be a part of that team and what those guys accomplished. But I, 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 don't, I could go on, but I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, and go Bears! In a city that has been... Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.